Hello and welcome to The Home Building Hero, where we help you become the hero of your new home by providing you all the information that you need, no matter if you're building, buying, designing your next project, no matter what it is, we got you covered here at The Home Building Hero. Today's topic is clutter hotspots in a home. Hi, I'm your host, David Bellman, president of Bellman Homes, and thank you so much for tuning in to The Home Building Hero. And if you guys haven't already, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast wherever you listen. Just search for Home Building Hero, three words, and hit the subscribe button, and you'll get notified of all the new episodes that we got coming out. We've got tons and tons of content coming out this year. We've got interviews. We've got all sorts of live updates from the International Builder Show, all sorts of product trends and different things like that. So lots and lots of cool stuff coming up on the podcast for you guys. So I found this, actually, this is a, this is an infographic I found on the internet, and I thought it was pretty interesting and, and very discussion-worthy for the podcast because clutter can be an issue for most people. And this was just something that they surveyed people and determined where the biggest hotspots are for clutter and uh, some interesting stuff. So we're going to kind of go through it and uh, maybe talk about why that is and, and, and some some solutions for some of those areas. So what I'm going to do first is uh, I'm just going to kind of go room by room. We're going to kind of walk through this this infographic and then talk about what's a hot spot and what's not. So the first thing they start off with is on the first floor is an office. And they said an office is an average area for clutter. So that makes sense, right? Um, depends on, on how much you use uh, an office. If it's a home office and you use it occasionally, it, it can be kind of cluttered because sometimes you're dropping your bills off there, you're putting things like that into a room and you're maybe only using it occasionally. So sometimes that can be a spot for clutter. Uh, also, typically offices have you know desks. Um, they sometimes have shelving. They have um, countertops. So those are all places that if there's open space, those scream, put clutter on top of it. So it, that is definitely a moderate area for clutter. And fortunately for offices, there's generally a lot of storage solutions available, whether it's file cabinets, whether it's all sorts of different kinds of office furniture and bookcases. So offices, I think that's why it's a moderate rating because there's plenty of options for you to clean up that clutter and, and keep yourself organized. So fortunately, if you have a home office, if it's a clutter spot, plenty of places to go to get great things to store and, and remove that clutter. Second area that you're going to see on the first floor is also a moderate clutter area, and that is your laundry room. And, uh, you know, that, that can easily be an area with a lot of clutter because you have a lot of stuff coming in and out of those rooms. Let's be honest, right? You have dirty clothes, and if you don't have a lot of space to put your dirty clothes, they end up, you know, in a pile on the floor or they're piled up on the countertop. A lot of times you have different cleaning supplies in there, so you're going to have all your different... Um, dryer sheets and laundry detergents and you got stuff for your whites and your darks and uh, stain removers and different things like that. So if you don't have a lot of cabinetry, that stuff kind of can be cluttered up in a pile. You also have things like laundry boards and irons and different things like that. So if you don't have adequate space for all those kind of things, the laundry room can easily be a source of clutter and um, you know it, it can get out of hand fairly quickly. Um, again, fortunately with the laundry room, you know, again, there are some products and innovations that are out there. You know, there's built-in ironing boards. There's lots of cabinetry. Um, they have a lot of portable things that you can get. You can have laundry storage solutions. So you can put in, 
you know, bins, you can put in pull-out racks, all sorts of different things to support and, um, you know, create some some organization within your laundry room. So again, that's probably why that's sort of an average clutter zone in your home. Next room that you would encounter would be, you know, like a guest bathroom or your auxiliary bathroom. That is actually not a very high clutter zone. And, you know, that makes sense because typically a bathroom, especially a guest bathroom, you know, if you don't have kids, at least it's probably not much of a clutter zone because, you know, you're just going to have, you know, a bar of soap, your sink, your toilet, maybe a bath, bathtub or shower in there. And, um, you know, there's really not much going on there. So typically those aren't very cluttered. Now, if it's kids bathroom, that would be a little different. You know, you might have some more things. And if they're not putting their toothbrushes away, hairbrushes and things like that, then it can be a little bit more of a clutter zone. But typically bathrooms, especially the auxiliary bathroom, are are typically not very cluttered. And especially nowadays, there's so many new products out there too. You can buy really cool towel racks. You can buy all sorts of really cool, um, you know, cups and and storage things. Drawers and the cabinets have gotten a lot better where there's all sorts of built-in trays. So you can control the clutter very easily and uh, bathrooms are a low clutter zone. Moving on to one of the biggest and most used rooms in the house, the kitchen. Kitchen was delineated as an average clutter zone. And, uh, you know, that's a highly used room. It's typically in the middle of the home. A lot of people congregate in the kitchen and that can be a source of clutter for sure. Hey guys, I want to take a second and talk to you about Hero Soap Company. This amazing company makes some of the best soap, totally chemical, fragrance, and dye-free. It's all handmade by a company that's owned and operated by veterans. The best part about this product is you can get a subscription, and with each subscription, Hero Soap Company will donate a first month of soap overseas to support our troops. How amazing is that? They also donate a portion of their proceeds to help a charity near and dear to my heart, Operation Finally Home. Best of all, all Home Building Hero listeners can get instant savings. Just enter HOME HERO in all caps when you check out and you'll get 15% off your order. Sounds like a win-win-win to me. Smell great and support our troops by ordering from HeroSoapCompany.com. And uh, again, I think the only reason that it's not a huge clutter spot is that, again, you have a lot of storage typically in a kitchen with cabinets and there are a lot of storage options, you know, from built-in things into the drawers to pull out shelves to, you know, wall-mounted shelves to pantries. A lot of people are putting in walk-in pantries nowadays. So uh, there's a lot of things that can help you control the clutter. And then there's all sorts of different pot racks and different things like that that you can get as well pull out spice racks you name it there are tons and tons and tons of gadgets so the kitchen tends to not be as high of a clutter zone just because there is so many opportunities for storage but it is one of the highly most highly used rooms in the entire home and again a focal point where a lot of people hang out when they come over as guests so kitchens tend to just be a moderate clutter zone And then, of course, your dining room tends to not be a clutter zone. In fact, that's one of the least. And if if you're a family that uses your dining room table a lot, um, typically you want that to sort of be a relaxing room. You want that to be a room where everyone congregates and eats. 
and um, that tends to not be a clutter zone. So a lot of times people will just have their plain table, maybe a centerpiece on it, simple light fixture, and you know everyone congregates and eats their meal there. So dining rooms tend to not be highly cluttered. They tend to be off to the side a little bit, and so they're not really in the main traffic flow of a home. So that makes a lot of sense as well. And then you have, if you have these, a lot of people don't have living rooms anymore, or, um, but you know, living rooms tend to not be a cluttered room because that's an area everyone's hanging out in. You want that room to sort of, to look nice. That has to sort of have, you know, a nice style to it because that's something that everybody sees. Everyone spends a lot of time in it. And I don't think anyone wants to hang out in, you know, living room, great room, whatever that is highly cluttered. So um, that's usually where people focus a lot of their interior design on because you can have furniture pieces, wall hangings, you know, maybe a TV, possibly a fireplace. So a lot of stuff already in that room visually, and you don't want to start taking away from that. So that's not a clutter zone. Then moving over to one of the worst clutter zones in a home is actually the garage. The garage on the main level is one of the most clutter hotspots according to this survey. And uh, makes sense because, you know, people have a lot of different things going on in their garage, right? You have your vehicles, you might have lawnmowers, you got kids' bikes, you've got yard tools, um, especially, you know, like I look at my garage and although I have some things hanging up and different things like that, you know, got hoses that I got to bring in in the winter because it's cold out. I've got car wash stuff. I've got, you know, lawn care stuff. I have pruning stuff for trees. I've got my lawnmower. Um, I've got some stuff from my kid and, um, you know, bikes and all sorts of different things like that. Uh, my girl goes in there um, and then I pull that out. So I've got that as well. And uh, shovels for in the winter. So snow shovels. Uh, so there's a lot going on in the garage and I can see how that gets very cluttered very quickly. And although there has been some innovations in, in garage storage, a lot of cabinets and new hanging racks, um, I, I, I think that's one area where you know people are tight on budget. That's an area that they don't always spend as much on as maybe they want. So And, and, and plus, think about it, your guests typically aren't going through your garage especially on newer homes, maybe on older homes, but on newer homes, people don't normally walk through your garage as much. So they tend to be um, a little bit more clutter zone and people tend to throw things in there to, um, you know, just basically get them out of the house. And, uh, you know, again, seasonality takes a lot into it. So you get a quick change of a season. And um, I know sometimes for me, like this year, winter came up on us really early. So I didn't get my hoses in quite as quick as I wanted to because we got really early snow. So <laughs> I got these big piles of hoses sitting in a corner of a garage, um, amongst other things, and just as cluttery. So I can see how a garage can easily be one of the higher clutter zones in the home. Moving upstairs, you have your bedrooms. Uh, bedrooms are basically kind of moderate zones and uh, it depends on, you know, family and lifestyle. Of course, master bedrooms tend to be low clutter zones. Uh, however, sometimes kids' bedrooms can be high clutter zones. Uh, guest rooms are higher clutter, clutter zones typically because um, they're not being used. A lot of times that's where extra things tend to go until the guests come over. So that's a little bit more random as far as where, um, you know, you know, where you're at in your life, where those are going to be. But then moving on to the next one is one of the most cluttered zones in the entire home, and that is your closets. And that's pretty normal because, you know, you look at 
a typical standard closet built in a home. Most builders don't put a lot of time or effort or focus on a closet. So a lot of times there's just a pole, maybe a shelf, and that's it. And so that is um, not really a great way to have storage. So um, typically what happens is things start to get piled in there and they, they tend to get, uh, they tend to run amok fairly quickly. So um, that's something if you're building a home, this can be very good advice for you. Spend a little more time focusing on the closet. Make sure you have what you need in there. If it's extra shelving, um, you know, maybe it's even paying and putting a closet system in with some different drawers, maybe some lighting, um, you know, having different tiers. So having, you know, things that you can hang long items on versus shorter items. Spending some time and effort on those closets can be very worthwhile because, you know, as you move things into your home, if you sort of build a plan for it, if you kind of know what you have and you build the closet around some of your items, it can be a lot easier and create much better storage. And then two other areas that are your clutter hotspots that are always challenging for people are at the top and the bottom of your home. So your attic of your home and your basement of your home. So the attic is a huge clutter spot because a lot of times you're just throwing and tossing boxes in there. Let's be honest, a lot of times if you have an attic, um, a lot of times you don't have a really good finished floor in there. So it's probably cold in there as well. So a lot of times you don't want to spend a lot of time um, organizing that. There really aren't a lot of great storage solutions for attics because you've got weird ceilings you know, shapes and different things like that. A lot of times you have angles and, uh, you know, it, it tend to sort of just toss it up there and get it out of the way. It's like, hey, I'm going to put my Christmas stuff up here or the things that you maybe use once every couple years uh, go up in the attic or uh, something that your kid might have outgrown that you're just not quite sure you want to get rid of yet or maybe you're waiting for the next kid to grow up enough to use it. Um, so you kind of put those things out there and that's why your attics tend to be messy. And then, of course, basements also tend to be a big clutter zone um, just because, um, you know, it's the unfinished nature of it. And a lot of times, you know, you don't you have equipment in certain spots to get in the way. So you're just sort of tossing things in there. I know in my unfinished part of the basement, my, my basement tends to be a little bit cluttered down there as well. We've got, you know, you put the Christmas tree down there and sometimes you're in a hurry to kind of get that all down. You don't feel like packing away really nice. Um, you're grabbing other holiday stuff. Um, you know, a lot of times you're just putting suitcases and things there and it, they just, nothing is really uniform or the same size and um, it just kind of gets tossed in there. So basements tend to be a big clutter zone. Uh, again, if you spend some time and invest and finish it, you know, then you can start building in some shelving systems and things like that to help you be more organized or you can even use some of the, uh, you know, uh, and it's hard because like if you have a basement, you've got concrete walls, it's a little harder to fasten shelves to them because you got to build it through concrete. So you almost need to have someone with a professional nail gun or something attach things to the, the concrete wall, or you have to frame out a wall and then drywall it. So there ends up being a lot more work just to get it ready for decent storage. So a lot of times basements are also a huge clutter zone. So this is really, you know, something I think that it is helpful if you guys are looking at building um, or purchasing a new home to look at look at those kind of things, look at the closet space, look at you know the overall use of the space, and then consider the products and the the things that you have that you typically have a lot of, and where you're going to put those. You know, look at those closets, make sure that you know you've got room for your vacuum cleaner and your brooms and things like that, and and create adequate adequate storage for your home. So that you you know you've got enough of everything, 
in there and you don't create these clutter zones. And a lot of times just creating that plan before you move into that home makes a huge difference. If you just start tossing things in the closet right away, I know we did that with our last home. My wife sort of just tossed some stuff in this one closet and it just seems like, you know, short of us pulling every single thing out and redoing it, the closet just never seems to do what it's supposed to do. There's just things piled in there that we, you know, tend to not work. Whereas our master closet, we really planned that out. We created all sorts of different shelves and storage areas and um, have different heights and poles. And, you know, you go in our master closet, it's very organized. Um, it fits a lot of stuff in there, but yet it's it, it, it looks decent. But then you go into a guest closet that we didn't really think about and it's just, it's just a cluster. So um, plan those things out and create those different zones and storage. Look at different products that are available to help you kill that clutter in your next house. And there are so many new products out there. So there's certainly a lot of opportunity to give you some assistance along the way. And sometimes that's the best thing you can do is just literally pull everything out of there and start over. Start over, create a design, and then build around it. And a lot of times, uh, yeah, it may may take a weekend to do it, but it can be very well worthwhile to get rid of that clutter. And uh, last but not least, sometimes you just got to throw stuff away. Let's be honest. We all uh, sometimes struggle with that. And uh, when you get in a mood and you want to throw stuff out or donate it, um, do that. Get, get it out of the house as soon as you can. Don't let it linger around um, because otherwise it just turns into another clutter pile. So, Hopefully you found uh, our discussion here on clutter hotspots to be informative and hopefully helpful, especially if you're building or buying, uh, to consider that. So if you guys enjoyed this podcast, make sure you're subscribed. Wherever you listen to your podcast, just search for Home Building Hero, hit the subscribe button, and you'll get notified every time we drop new content. Again, we got lots and lots of stuff coming out. We're talking the 2020 International Builder Show and all the new products and technologies that are coming out and hitting the market. And we toured the entire show and got lots and lots to, to go over with you guys. So make sure that you're subscribed so you don't miss an episode. Once again, I'm David Bellman, president of Bellman Homes. Thank you so much for tuning into the Home Building Hero, and we'll talk to you guys very soon.